All right, so you want to lose weight. I get that. And I respect the fact that you want to do it. But the way that most people go about it, especially when they're trying to end their struggle with binge eating, they go about it all wrong. They go back to the diet mentality. And as we all know, diets do not work. 95% of people that go on a diet end up gaining back all their weight. We know this. So why do we keep doing diets? Because they're alluring, because they suck us in, because they guarantee we're going to lose weight in 30 days and uh, they guarantee we'll be toned in 90, you know, and it's very alluring. And I understand because for nearly 15 years, I did the same thing. I was calorie counting. I was shaming my body. I was restricting all day. But in turn, I was in secret and sometimes not so secret binge and overeating at night. And I got tired of the roller coaster. And I know you are too. It's okay to lose weight. It's okay to want to lose weight. But I want you to know that you don't have to get there by doing keto, carb cycling, uh, Atkins, any cabbage soup diet, whatever it is that you've tried, you don't have to do it anymore. Why? Because I have gone through all this struggle so that I can help you to lose eight, lose weight without dieting. And I'm going to break down the seven steps that are going to help you say goodbye to dieting and hello to food freedom. So the first step is an obvious one. Stop dieting. <laughs> Diets are all about control. And in their attempts to make you stop eating, all they do is trigger you to obsess about food even more. And then this ends up activating the part of the brain that we talked about before, um, that lower brain that makes you want to eat uncontrollably, right? We have the higher brain, we have the lower brain. And that lower brain is about impulse. It's about getting what we can't have. It's about pleasure, right? So when we restrict food, the brain wants more of that food. And in the end, you end up gaining more weight. And after that, you're just losing more control. So when you ditch the calorie counting and the macronutrition fixation, the MyFitnessPal type stuff, and you ditch the food focus plotting and planning, right? You throw away all those food rules and you get rid of that all or nothing mentality. You get rid of everything that diet culture has programmed you to do. You are going to start to let go and have more peace and ease from that lower brain because then what happens? We're going to, we're going to, uh, go into our higher brain, which again, we've talked about before that higher brain is going to start making the choices and you're going to be able to do it with more peace and more ease. So that is step one, stop dieting. Step two is to focus on nourishment rather than restriction, right? Again, diets are all about what you can't have, right? And when you can't have something, right? Pretend, you and I are going to go on a diet. And I said, listen, we're not going to have cookies for 30 days. What is it that you're going to focus and fixate on for 30 days? Cookies, right? Even before the diet starts, what are you going to do? You're going to eat up cookies or sweet treats because you know you can't have cookies for 30 days. That's what diets do, right? When you restrict, you want more. But when we start to focus on new on nutrition and nourishment and eating adequately, right? 
we start to take away from what we don't have control or what we can't control, right? Because when we're on a diet, we feel like we can't control anything. But when you start to focus on what your body needs, you start to be in control of food, right? So for example, rather than telling yourself that you can't have bread, pasta, gluten, remind yourself what you do get to have, right? Ask yourself what you can do to take care of your body. What does your body need, right? How can you eat today in a way that makes you feel supported, supported, nurtured, and loved, right? When you start paying attention to that, Start to look, to understand and see what happens, right? When you're coming from a place of love, that's more sustainable than coming from a place of fear, hate, restriction, shame, you know, right? So you can't have pasta. I can have pasta. I can have it because it's going to nourish me and I can have it because it makes me feel good. But this is going to be step three now. When you're doing this, when you're focusing on that nourishment, you want to also eat in a way that supports how you want to feel. So you want to think about it for a moment, right? There are foods that leave you feeling energized, alive, clear-minded, upbeat, right? But there's also foods that leave you feeling drained and sluggish, exhausted, and just, you know, plain old out of whack. Okay. So for example, for me, it is things that are higher in gluten. Okay. So in number two, I told you to focus on nourishment rather than restriction. It's not that I can't have bread, pasta, right? Or gluten, but it's the fact that when I eat bread, pasta, or gluten, it makes me feel very tired and exhausted. And I don't like feeling that way. So I'm choosing right now, I have this control. I'm choosing not to eat those foods because I don't want to feel a certain way. But on the flip side of it, when there are things that I want to eat, like for instance, cookies that are are not gluten-free, if I go to an event and someone's made cookies and I want a cookie because that is what's going to um, feed my soul in that moment and I know it's not gluten-free, I still know I can eat it. I might feel drained and sluggish afterwards, but I know I can still eat it because nothing is off limits. I'm not restricting myself. Instead, I'm eating in a way that supports how I want to feel, right? So remember, number one, we talked about restriction, right? We talked about lifting that restriction on all foods, right? And so What I want to reiterate is, like I said, it doesn't mean that we're going to go on a food eating free for all spree. The key is not only to stop restricting yourself, but also finding an alternative to the all or nothing eating mentality, right? And that alternative is focusing on how you want to feel and then choosing the foods that will get you there, right? Step four is present moment choices. So once you're out of survival mode and you're back to feeling connected with yourself, which this takes time, right? This is going to take time because we're working in our, because if you've been a binge eater or you've been constantly dieting, you're working with your lower brain. You haven't quite moved to that higher brain experience when it comes to food. So once you're back and feeling connected to yourself, the next step is to become present 
with the choices that you want to eat in that moment. So in every moment, you want to decide what your body needs rather than making choices based on the past or the future. So for example, a non-present choice might be restricting your calories today because you think you overate the day before. Or it could be skipping lunch today because you know you're going to go out with your friends and you're going to overeat probably tonight, right? That's based on past and future uh, events, right? But you're not making choices in the now. I know I've been a victim of this for many of years, right? It happened mostly on the weekends, right? So on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I would binge overeat. And then on Monday, I would pretty much eat maybe a meal. Or, you know, it would be on a Wednesday, I knew I was going to do girls night. So I ate breakfast and then I skipped everything in between so I could overeat or have enough quote unquote calories to eat when we went out to the bar and I could drink and I could eat and I would feel good about it. But then what happened on Thursday, I knew I overeat on Wednesday. So then on Thursday, I restricted. And you see how the cycle continues. And I'm sure if, if you're listening to this, you understand what I'm talking about. So you want to make choices that are present now. And if you shift your focus to what will honor and nourish your body's needs right now, you'll experience a more powerful shift, right? Because again, this is about you having control over what you are putting into your body, right? You'll make choices based on that power and not the power of the past, the future, a diet, someone else. It's based off of you and what you want. And ultimately, if you have weight to lose, right, it will come off naturally. This was something that was a game changer for me when I started making present moment choices and forgetting about the past or the future and being on a diet. And if you've been around and you've stuck with me, you know how I started doing that in a, in a it was a process it was including all the different foods that I was restricting into my daily meals, right? And again, that's just, that's something else that we go into in the program. And that's something else that you can um, look up in, in one of my podcasts about normalizing trigger foods. Um, but the point is, is that you want to shift your focus to what will honor and nourish your body in the moment. So number five is reconnecting with your body's natural cues. And here is a side effect of dieting. If you've been on the food restriction train for any length of time, right? Your hunger and and fullness cues are tapped. They are no longer working. You no longer know when you're hungry and you no longer know when you're full. But if you take note and follow steps one through four, you can shift from that survival to nourishing mode. And when you do that, something amazing starts to happen, right? Your body starts to listen again. Your body starts to wake up. You're able to feel those nudges of, oh, I'm hungry, right? I have a lot of people that come to me that say, oh, I just don't eat breakfast. I'm not hungry in the morning. Now I'm not shaming anyone that doesn't eat breakfast. I'm not saying that you have to eat breakfast. But the fact that you say, I'm just not hungry, that's something that isn't true, okay? Because if you have not eaten, 
right, for X amount of time, you can wake up and you probably are hungry. You've just um, become accustomed to ignoring and suppressing those cues because diet culture says the less that you eat, the more weight you will lose. And that's just not true. So your hunger cues are just kind of messed up. And again, you don't have to eat breakfast, but the fact is, is that you do have a hunger cue and you're choosing to ignore it, right? Once they come back, people start to choose to ignore it because they're still stuck in that mentality, which is something that we work through in my program. But, um, the point here is that you can reconnect with your body's natural cues and you will start to get those little nudges of, oh, it's time to eat or, oh, I'm hungry. And, you know, when I say this, it's not like your body's going to magically begin to tell you it wants broccoli and, you know, carrots, right? It's more that your body's natural hunger and fullness cues are going to start to reinstate themselves. So you'll get that, that nudge. Um, when it's time to eat. And then when you get that nudge, you can make a present moment choice, right? Okay. I'm hungry, right? I've had breakfast and it's been three or four hours. I'm hungry again. What do I want? Right? What am I going to eat that is going to satisfy, satisfy me in this moment? Do I need a small snack? Do I need a full meal? right? This is all about eating adequately. This is something that um, I'm going to talk about in, in um, later episodes, but where you need to eat adequately and when you feel that hunger. This doesn't mean you have to eat a full on meal every time you feel that hunger pain. It's making present moment choices. And while you're doing that, it's, we're going to go into number six, which is slow down. Okay. You want to slow down and let your body balance out. And when I slow, when I say slow down, yes, I do mean at mealtime, right? Um, when you reconnect with your body's natural cues and in the program, we talk about how being present at mealtime and reconnecting with those cues is there's pauses that we make throughout our meals so that we can stop and really see and feel, you know, do I still need the rest of my meal or am I full? Am I satisfied? Right? So that's part of step six, which is slowing down. And also when I say slow down, I mean, slow down in your life. We are so fast paced, right? Especially now when we want to get things done, we need to slow down. And when you practice decreasing your stress, being more centered and you stop, um, you know, always being on the go, 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 and you start to come from a place of calm throughout your entire day, especially at mealtime, it reduces your stress response. And when you reduce your stress response, you allow your body to restore balance to your metabolism and your digestion. Now, this is, again, something that we go into more so in the program about what stress does to your metabolism and to your digestions, but it means that you're more present and you're, when you slow down, you can be more present and aware in your body, which means you're, you're less likely to fall back into that survival mode, right? That survival mode of, I have to eat, 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 because if I don't eat um, now, I'm not going to eat later, right? Um and so when you do this, again, you slow down, you are going to eventually eat less, have less food fixation, and there's going to be less binge eating. Okay. 
So you just want to slow down so you can return your body to its natural state of balance. And the bonus is that, is that again, if you have weight to lose, your chances of releasing it will improve drastically. And this is due to your metabolism and your digestion working properly versus the digestion and metabolism that you have now because of the um, excessive stress on your body. And step number seven, because this is something that um, if you know me, I've, I've gone through some transitions with, um, with my business and I started out in fitness and, um, and health and nutrition, and then I've kind of taken that out. But I do know the benefits of, of working out. And one of the things that a lot of my clients always wanted to jump to first was the workout. And unfortunately, if you're someone that comes from the background of binge overeating, emotional eating, the workout, although you're doing it, it was also, it was mostly from, for a form of punishment because of what you ate before or what you were going to eat. Remember we talked about past and future choices and a lot of my clients would work out so they could earn their food. But step seven is I want you is to restore the workout rest balance. Again, it's common idea that in order to lose weight, you have to work out harder and it's just not a hundred percent true, right? Just because you're resting doesn't mean you're not burning calories, right? It doesn't mean that, okay, I, I can't rest. I have to kill it at the gym every single day. No. The truth is, is that you need to rest just as much as you need activity and going all out every day for hours at the gym is going to backfire and your weight loss is, is, is going to be for nothing, right? You're not going to be able to lose weight because of all the, the damage that you're doing while you're working out for two, three hours a day, seven days a week, right? Rest time after workout is, is essential. It's essential, especially if you're if you're someone that's going to the gym and you're lifting a lot of heavy weights. Everybody needs to rest, but um, I coached a lot of people that that were um, lifting heavy, heavy weights. So even after a workout, your body, when you rest, that's when you start to build the muscle, right? That's when all the good stuff actually happens. You don't lose weight while you're at the gym. You actually lose weight when you are resting from the gym, and overdoing it at the gym activates a stress response that blocks fat burning and it blocks, um, it allows, it, it slows down your metabolism and it can actually make you hold on to the weight that you're trying to lose, right? Again, this is something that, um, I'm adding to the program because I, I kind of took away the fitness, but I, I feel like I need to add it in because I have a lot of questions about that. And so, um, this is a, a little piece that I'm, I'm going to go over, but you know, when you overdo it at the gym, you are actually doing yourself a disservice. Um, but if you allow yourself some ample rest after vigorous workouts, you will reap the benefits of your gym time without triggering an over, um, overstimulated stress response on the body. So I say all this to hopefully help you see that it's, it's less about willpower, control, or force, but losing weight and doing it naturally, it's more about um, being in alignment with your body, honoring its needs, and overall, 100% loving yourself through the process. Once you stop trying to take control of the food and what you're eating, 
and you know, um, truly letting go and making choices based on what your body desires the most, that is when you're going to restore and come back to the natural balance that your body is, is begging you to bring it to, and it will allow you to naturally, um, release weight. So stop obsessing over the the glycemic, uh, index, stop putting everything in my fitness pal, stop trying to guesstimate how much is on your plate, stop guessing or, or feeling bad about every bite. It's about turning inward, coming aligned with your body and joining forces with your body so that it can be the best body that you can have. All right. That's it for today. Um, if you have questions, please let me know. Otherwise, Thank you, and I will talk to you again soon.